Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Well, it took almost 20 years for me to graduate to come for an Easter weekend. That's a good deal. So it's a great joy and a privilege for me to be here this Good Friday and of course tomorrow for curry. Well, and nobody has got any right to run for a glass of water. If your mouth is burning, keep it burning. Amen. And uh, so also for the, for the Easter Sunday morning and evening, I'm looking forward for having a wonderful time with all of you. Amen. And uh, enjoyed driving with Pastor Ross and Mary yesterday all the way from Brisbane. And uh, the, the car was too hot because they were coming out of the conference. They were on fire. And uh, I'm sitting there waving myself. I couldn't make it to the conference, so, but I was catching it from them. And uh, it was good. Well, what a joy it is. I, I, good Friday, you know. Nobody called it a, a sad Friday or a bad Friday, but they called it a good Friday. Amen. It would have been a bad or a sad Friday if Jesus did not die for us. It would have been a bad Friday if Jesus would have said to Pilate, well, I'm calling out to the angels. I'm calling out to the 12 legions of angels to come down and save me. Or if you would have walked out of the cross because they challenged him. They said, if you are a son of God, come out. And he said, okay, I'm going to prove it to you. Thank goodness he didn't walk out of the cross. He stayed there. He stayed on the cross so that we can have a good Friday. Amen. Otherwise, it would have been a bad Friday. Because our sins would have been stuck to us. We sang how heavy it was. We sang how hard it is to carry. But Jesus took it all on himself. And he looked at you and me and said, Debt free. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go home. What a wonderful thing. What a great privilege that we have got today. To celebrate not only the Easter, but celebrate the Friday that Jesus chose to die for us so that we can be free. Amen? We are just there sticking out and working for the Lord, having lots of problems, lots of difficulties. And looking at Jesus, it is nothing. You know, us being beaten up compared to his beating, it is nothing. Dying Looking at Jesus, his horrible death is nothing to what we have done for him. Amen. They took one of my, my young pastors, a husband and a, and a father of two little children. They dragged him out into the jungle and they threatened to let go of Jesus because he was bringing several terrorist groups into the kingdom. And the leader was so angry. And he said, you promise me I can walk home. Otherwise, 
I'll kill you. He stood there with his Bible in his hands. And he said, okay, who is this God you're talking about? I want to hear him, hear about him. He said, okay, you got it. So he opened his Bible, started preaching as he was preaching in his church. I believe halfway through, the leader was convicted. He didn't want to hear anymore. He shut his ears and he said, stop it. I don't want to hear anymore. Because the conviction of sin was real. And he took his gun and he shot him just, just standing there five feet away from him. He shot him three times point blank. And my, my pastor just fell down dead in a pool of blood. I talked to his wife. I said to her, you know, I want to take you away from here. Take you to a far place where you and your children can live. I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. But you can leave this as a bad dream and go. And you know what she said? Pastor, I've never disobeyed you. On this one, I have to say no. I'm not going. I said, you're not going? Yes, I'm not going. I'm staying back. I'm staying and continuing the ministry that my husband started. And he died for this. And me and my children will continue the work that God has committed to us. They're still there. They're still there. What a wonderful thing to know the power of Jesus Christ in our life. Amen? God is a good God. Hallelujah. A few years ago, I was invited to speak in one of my churches. Well, for them to have me to go and speak for them, they had to book me about two, three years in advance because we got a few churches to go around. So it's difficult for me to make it. So these people booked me in. So I was there for an Easter, uh, for a Good Friday. And India, of course, you have to preach a minimum of 90 minutes. If you don't preach that, you are a backslidden pastor. So you can't afford to be one. So you cook up a message and say something for 90 minutes, man. So that's the way it is. So I did my 90 minutes. And I thought I was doing a good job. And I sat down and they started singing. So you think, well, the last song, and you pray and you go for lunch. And as they were singing, the pastor leaned over me and he said, well, when the song finishes, you are preaching. I said, what do you mean I'm preaching? I just finished my preaching. I did my 90 minutes. He said, no, no, this is the plan. We don't get you that often. So we have got this meeting. The meeting goes till 4.30 in the evening. We got a lunch break for half an hour. And you are preaching all the way. And for every 90 minutes, we'll give you a break with a song. That was my longest, maybe the only one of that kind that I preached ever in my life was five and a half hours. I preached everything that Jesus did on the cross. There's nothing was left anymore. So I told the guy, don't you ever invite me for another Good Friday. I don't have anything else to say. I'm done. 
So, I won't do that to you today because I want to hang around tomorrow night. I want to come back here on Sunday. So, I'm going to stick to one word that he spoke on the cross because I want to bring out how do we get saved? What is the real salvation? Is that in the back of a room somewhere in a corner and the preacher gives this so-called altar call and you just slip up your hand, your three fingers about two inches above your head and somebody looks at you and says, oh, you are saved. My question is, is there anything more to that? And I want to put before you from the conversation that Jesus had on the cross with the criminal. And I want to bring out and show you how do we get saved? What do I need to do to get saved? Amen? So that's what we're going to do. There's, of course, all the other six of them, like I thirst and it is finished. And, you know, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the whole deal. So, but tonight, today we'll look at that one word that Jesus spoke that I want to turn with me. If you got whatever you have, some kind of a Bible of some nature, you know. As long as you don't play games with your phone, I'm happy. And uh, so it is in the Gospel of Luke chapter 23. We are going to look at verse 43, one of the words that Jesus spoke before he handed over his spirit in God's hands. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word that Jesus spoke to one of the criminals hanging with him on the cross. So I'm going to work on this verse today. And I want to take you with me and show you what happened on the cross. How did this man get saved? Amen. So that's my message for you today. And just, just flow with me as we look at it. Number two, the first thing I want to share with you is they took two criminals and they crucified him on both sides of Jesus. Jesus was hanging on the middle and one criminal, one thief on that one side and one thief on the other side. And they were hanging on the cross with him. And the first thing I, your attention I want to take with me is to show you that there are two criminals hanging on both sides of Jesus Christ. And I want to share with you that this world is, decided, is divided into two groups. There's only two groups in this world. There's no third group there. And you have to belong to one of these two groups. And that's by your choice. One group is a group of people whose sins are forgiven, who have repented of their sins, who have committed their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And they claim that they are no more sinners, but they are a child of God. That's one group. And the other group is a group that, that deny Christ, a group that live in their sinful life, a group that drift away from God's presence. That's another group. And this group is a group that has been out of hell and they are on their way to heaven. 
the other group has chosen to to go away from God's presence and go to a terrible place called hell where you and I don't want to go. A group with hope. The other group with hopelessness. A group with God's blessings. A group with no God in their lives. There are only two groups. And you and I have to make a decision in our life. If you never made it before, that today should be your day in your life. That you should shift from one group to the other. Amen? We're going to say to ourselves, well, enough is enough. I have lived a horrible life. I have lived on my own. I was selfish. I enjoyed the sinful life, but it's all over. Because I see him hanging on the cross. Just for me. A sinless, perfect Jesus Christ. Taking upon him the, 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 the wretched, horrible death upon him. The only reason is to change you from one group to the other. Amen? So we don't need to live and die in our sins anymore. We don't need to go to hell anymore. We don't need to get away from eternity. We got everything cut for you and me because Jesus died for us. Amen? So I want you to picture these two thieves representing the two groups in the world. Now I want to take you with the story. So there they are hanging on the cross and Jesus is hanging in the middle of the cross. And Jesus in a, in a worse condition than the thieves. The thieves don't have a crown of thorns on their head, but Jesus is. They were not bleeding like Jesus. They only took him and nailed him to the cross. But here is a man whose whole body is red with blood. Still blood oozing out. His face was all swollen. There he was gasping for breath. Much worse than the two thieves hanging on to both sides. And here the conversation begins. It says, then one of the criminals who was hanged blasphemed him. This is one group, okay? They use the name of Jesus Christ badly. They use his name to swear. You know, they blasphemed him saying, if you are the Christ, and save us. He just wanted to get out of the cross. He doesn't want to become a good boy, but he wants to continue what he was doing by getting out of the cross. That's what he wants. So he is adding Jesus Christ in the deal, and he says, well, save yourself, by the way, do it to me too. And he was cursing Jesus Christ. He was challenging Jesus Christ. And that's what the group outside is doing. They look at you and me and think that we are fools. They think that something has gone wrong with our heads. They think that we have lost our manhood. What are you doing there sitting in a church? You wimp. That's what they think about us. That's what they call. They call all names. They have got no idea. What Christ has done for us. Can you say a little amen to that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are not whims. We are the most courageous ones. Right. 
because we were able to look at sin and say, get out of my life. We are the ones who are able to say, Jesus, I'm happy to belong to you. Lord, I'm happy to live for you. I'm happy to be a child of God. I'm happy to be leading a life that is pleasing before. That's what we are. Hallelujah. Amen. And the other guy was listening on the other side. In the Bible, you know, it is not written anywhere the guy on the left was bad and the one on the right was good. That is all our cooked up Bible. It's not written there. It says only one of the things. It could be right or left, doesn't matter. The guy was blaspheming Jesus on one side and the other one. So I, as I said, my message today is the steps towards salvation, okay? So don't forget that. So now, the other thief, he was answering the one that was blaspheming. You have to imagine the scene that Jesus is hanging on the cross in the, in the middle. And there's one on one side and the other one on the other side. So one is blaspheming Jesus. So Jesus is listening. He's not fighting it. He's not challenging him. He's listening to blasphemy. And now the other guy is talking. So other guy is not talking to Jesus. So the conversation is a silent listener in the middle. I want you to see that. So this thief is talking to the other thief and he says he was rebuking him. Who is rebuking one guy was rebuking the other one who was blaspheming Jesus. The one who was challenging Jesus Christ. And he rebuked him and he says, listen to what he says. Do you not even fear God in verse 40 I'm reading. Seeing you are under the same condemnation like me. They both are the one who is condemned for the things that they have done. And verse 41 he says, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. And then he goes on to say, but this man has done no wrong. Amen? So how does salvation work? How do I get to that place? The first thing is, he was rebuking the other guy and he was saying, that we are punished rightly for our deeds. In other words, he's accepting his wrong. That is where you move on to a place of repentance. Unless and until you and I realize we are doing things wrong, we will never repent. Repentance is only needed when you and I realize we have done wrong. Amen? He says we are being punished justly. That is the realization that you are a sinner. That is where it all begins. We are hanging on the cross, man, because of the horrible thing that we have done. Do you remember that? That's number one. And number two, he says, but this man is not one of us. Amen? The first thing is the realization who we are. And the second thing is the realization who Jesus is. Amen. He said, but this man has done nothing wrong. He has not done even a small theft. 
He has not done any sin. There's nothing wrong with this guy hanging in the middle of us. Amen? That is the realization that I find no fault in him. Why did you bring him to me? I could not find any fault in this man. He's perfect. I can't punish him. He washed his hands. He said, take it to, it's going to be on your hands. I don't want to carry the blood of this innocent man because there's nothing but innocence I see in this man. Amen? Hallelujah. So let me say this. The first step of realizing we are sinners is not good enough to get saved. And the second step of realizing who Jesus was is not good enough to be saved. But it are the steps that are needed to get to the place where we can find salvation. Amen? And then he turns around, and now the most important step. Now he is talking to Jesus. Amen? He finished his conversation with the other thief. Now he turns to Jesus and says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Amen? The third thing is, he calls Jesus the Lord. Amen? The Lord of my life. Hanging on the cross. They'll be dead just after Jesus dies. They are at the end of their lives. Here is a man who is finding salvation for himself. Here is a man who believed that there is going to be a kingdom. I'll be dead in a few hours here. But there's something far beyond my life in this world. And this man is the only one who can give it to me. Amen? He's the only one. And he calls him Lord. He gave himself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He doesn't count him as an equal to him. We sang, he has got no equal. There's nothing equal to Jesus Christ. He said, you are my Lord. And remember me when you come in your kingdom. He did his part. He did his steps of getting saved. There's nothing more he could do and nothing more he needs to do because he has done what was required and he has replied to the man that I am a sinner and I need Jesus and I'm going to him right now. And he's the Lord, don't forget me. Amen. So now it is Jesus' part to do what is needed. Amen. And we're going to read 43 and we'll finish it soon, okay? And Jesus looked at him and he swore, he, he swear, he gave him the promise. He says that nothing is going to change what I'm about to say to you. Either this is real, this will stay as it is. And he says, verily I say unto you, assuredly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Amen? How, do you realize what an amazing thing, what an amazing thing that, that happens in our life? That's what happens when you hear a message. That's what happens when you hear about Jesus dying for us. Your response to that 
is the step where Jesus will be so thrilled to take you from there to the place where we belong. Amen? Jesus says, I'm swearing to you. Nothing is going to change because my words are always A and amen anyway. Amen? And he says, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Let me dissect that verse for a minute. Because you know, sometimes the little word, words in the Bible has got so much of meaning, we just read it and lose it. So we should, you should just, just cut it into pieces and see what it really means. And Jesus says, today. And then he says, you shall be with me in paradise. Amen? Today, you with me in paradise. That's what that word means. Today, what is the day? The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of repentance. Amen? Jesus walked into the house of a sinner, uh, uh, a tax collector by name Zacchaeus. He said, I want to eat within your house. People thought that he, what kind of a prophet is he? He could not even understand what kind of a man is this. He chose to go to eat in a tax collector's house. He said, that's what I want. I want to come in your house. He was so thrilled, he prepared the greatest dinner that he could use because he got all the money he stole from everybody. <laughs> What's the big deal? <laughs> so here you go. Jesus is enjoying his meal. And chicken curry. Wait for tomorrow. We are going to be like Zacchaeus. We are going to serve you the best meal you have ever eaten in your life. You talk about steak, out the window. Here comes the chicken curry for you. Amen. Now I lost my thought. What do I say? I don't have anything written here, you know. So Sakaya, and he's not saying anything. He's enjoying the food. I think I learned it from Jesus, you know. You put your food in front of me, I don't care. I just enjoy it. Amen. He was not saying one word. The guy comes to me and he says, you know, what all I have stolen from the people, I want to give it four times back. Jesus did not even say, oh, that's a good deal. No, he, he's busy eating. These guys keep on confessing to him and he is just enjoying his food. And then he, he must have thought maybe that didn't go well. Let me say something better than that so that I can get the attention of this guy who is so much engrossed in my chicken curry. <laughs> so he comes next time and he says, how about this? Give half of all my wealth to the poor. Didn't cut it. He's still eating it. <laughs> and then he turns around to him and he says, today salvation has come to this house. Amen? Today, the day of your repentance, the day of your confession, the day that you yield yourself to me, that's the day. Amen? He looks at the thief and he said, I don't care what you did. 
I don't care all the murders and the killing and, and the hard things that you have done in your life. I don't care. But the moment you call me Lord, the moment you wanted to be with me in the kingdom, and the Lord says, today is your day. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have never known this day in your life, if you have never called out to Jesus like the thief in your life, you are in the right place. Amen. You can hear Jesus saying to you today in your ears, he'll whisper. And he'll say, hey, because of what you just did, because of you just opened your heart, because you said to yourself, I'm a sinner. I don't want to live my sin. I want to live for Jesus Christ. I want to give my heart to him. That's what you did now. Today is your day. Amen? Today is your day. Today is your day. And he says, today it has happened. Now you and me. And he says, you are going to go with me. That's the next thing we should realize. Heaven, eternity, salvation, nothing will happen without Jesus. Amen? Jesus says to you and me, it is with me. Without me, no man will come to the Father. Without me, there is no eternity. Without me, there is no forgiveness of sins. Without me, there is no healing. Without me, there is no deliverance. Without me, there is no joy. Without me, there is no peace. Everything is with me. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no man, no man ever comes to me without me because my Father won't have you without me. Amen? So I'm going to take you. Because I'm going to think for you. It'll take a little bit more time for you to die because I will die first. Amen? Because we, they have to break your bones, break your knees so that you can die. But I'll wait for you. You know why? Because I am going to take you to paradise. Amen? You cannot enter into the paradise without me. Because there is no entrance for anyone without me. What happened when Adam and Eve committed sin? When God drew, threw them out of the, of the Garden of Eden, the paradise, the Bible says when they were thrown out, God sent his angels with a swirling sword so that man can never enter back into paradise. He was kicked out of the paradise in the Garden of Eden. Amen? So Jesus says, the guys are standing there with the swirling swords, so it'll be difficult for you to make it in. Right? So the only way to do that is I have to come with you. Because things will be so different when I come. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the difference between you trying to get in and get your head cut off or me going with me and seeing the difference. So you wait for me. And Jesus took him with him as he promised. And they both are walking towards the paradise. The two guys are coming from a distance. 
and the swords are swirling and the gates are closed and the angels are getting worried. Who are they coming, walking up with their chest up? They're not having their heads down. They're walking, who are these people? As they got closer, they could recognize one man out of the two. And that is the son of the living God. That is the glory of the heavens. That is the creator of the universe. The one who was and is and forever. The one who lives forever. And he could see the one, the creator in whom everything was created. And he was coming. And they said, guys, throw that sword down quickly, man. Otherwise, we're going to lose our job. Amen. They threw their swords down and they fell on their face. And Jesus said to the thief, I told you. It'll work when I come with you. Because nobody can stop you anymore. Because you belong to me. And I belong to you. And they walked into the paradise. Amen. It all began. Remember me. When you come in your kingdom. And he didn't realize kingdom was just there. He didn't realize the gates were just there. He did not realize that the, the angels will fall down, prostrate, and, and, and worship this man who is hanging on the cross with a thorny crown on his head. He only had a glimpse of who he was. Then he knew fully who he was when he walked with him into paradise. Amen? I think I should finish for today. What do you think? Right? <laughs> well, I like somebody likes my preaching. <laughs> Amen. I get excited every time. You know what? Who are we? We were like the thieves, you know, punished. And we were almost to be punished eternally before that the light came on. Otherwise, we would have drifted into hell. There's no point of return. But at the last moment, something happened to you and me, realizing, no, my pathway is wrong, my life is wrong, and I need to change, and where do I go? And there he is hanging on the cross, waiting for you and me. Amen? All you need to do is turn to him and say, Lord, he's a fool. He's challenging you. He's calling names about you. Lord, he's blaspheming you. Just, 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 don't look at him, Lord. Just listen to me. I'm not like him, Lord. I want to be with you. And Jesus said, I love it. Come. Come with me into the kingdom. Amen. What an amazing, amazing thing that happened on the cross. Salvation for a poor soul. Salvation for the, the hardest, most horrible thief with one word. Amen. He called him Lord and he told him, you're my son. Amen. You're no more a thief. You belong to paradise. Amen. Stand with me, please. We're going to pray. Every time when I read this, when I, every time when I preach, I want to get saved one more time. I want to 
I want to walk down the aisle like the, like the thief and say, how about Lord? How about just tell that one more time? I want to hear it. I heard it about, uh, about 50 years ago. That's when I got saved. You know, I was 16 years, messed up in my life, was almost ready to commit suicide. But that's what the time sitting on the roadside, I heard this one calling me, hey, I died for you. You don't need to die. Amen. My life was transformed. But I would like to do that more time. 50 years later, I want to walk down from this, from this platform and I want to walk up from there and say to him, I want to hear that one more time. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Amen. It sounds so good to me. Amen. What an amazing, amazing blessing that God has given to you and me. Amen. You, we must be so proud to belong to Jesus. You must be so proud. The most blessed people on the face of the earth that's the people who love Jesus. Amen. Do you agree with me? You look so serious. You're just thinking it is a bad Friday. No, it is a good Friday for heaven's sake. Amen. Amen. As I'm about to finish, I don't know. You know, every time I come to the church, my problem is there's so many new people. And I always think that they're all new to come to get saved, but you're already saved. So I don't know. But if there is anyone visiting, came to the church because it was a good Friday, but you know, don't know Christ. Your life is on your own. Doing your own thing. But today, the Lord is calling you and saying, why don't you just join that crowd? Why don't you join that thief? And call out to me for a change. And call me Lord. Call me Lord. That means you are my everything. I yield myself to you. I was the Lord of my life, but not anymore. But you are going to be the Lord from today onwards. That is salvation. Amen. Opening up your heart and say, come into me. So much of my own inside, Lord. But I want you to change it. Come into my heart. Make me a child of God. Make me a child of God. I want to go to paradise with you. I want to enjoy the rest of my life with you, Lord. I want to be saved. I want you to forgive my sins. I wonder, as I'm about to finish, there is anybody, if anyone here, my prayer is this, maybe there's nobody need to be saved today. Praise the Lord for that. But my prayer is if there is anyone, anyone at all, who has never received Christ in your heart, my prayer is you should not walk out of the door without giving your life to Jesus today. That's the best thing that could happen. And I'm asking you a very simple question. Have you ever committed your life to Jesus? Have you ever opened your heart and invited him into your life as your Lord and as the Savior of your life? If you never, but if you would like to do it, there's no pressure. Nobody's going to get upset with you. We'll be sad, but won't be upset. But I'm asking you, if there is anyone here who would like to make that decision today, saying, 
I want to belong to Jesus, just like that thief. I want to invite him into my life. And I want to live for this Jesus from today onwards. Have mercy on me. And if there is anyone who wants to pray that prayer, wherever you are standing, I want to lift up your right hand for me to see it. Of course, Jesus will see that too. And if there is anyone who wants to make that commitment, I see that hand. Anybody else? Quickly. I see that hand. Anyone else? I see that hand. Anybody else? An amazing moment. Anybody else? Just waiting for one more moment. Anybody else who wants to make that commitment? What a powerful commitment it is. Lord, remember me. And the Lord says, what do you mean remember me? You're going to go with me. Amen? We are going to go to paradise. Anyone else? One more minute. And one more question as I finish. This is something I want to do it. How many of you are really, really happy that you belong to Jesus? Put your hands up, please. I think it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Come on, don't put it down. Don't put it down. Jesus wants to see it for a few moments. Come on, keep it up. Do you really, really love to be belong to Jesus? You do? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? What a joy it is. What a joy it is. Father, we stand before your throne. Our hands lifted up towards heaven. Our hearts crying out with gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving us, for changing us, for making us God's children. I pray your blessing will be upon everyone, Lord. I pray for those precious people who raise their hands, who want to make this day a change in their life, Lord. Father, I know that you have already accepted them. I know that you have received them into your hearts. I pray your blessing will be upon everyone. Father, meet the needs of everyone here today, Lord. May God's power and God's glory will be manifested in the life of every one of us. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give a clap offering to the Lord. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.